Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. Fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Just when you think you're lost, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Hills and online viewers, welcome to our Volunteer Appreciation Sunday and Theater Fun Day. I'm Jody Manastro, the platform assistant today, and I'll be sharing the upcoming events and announcements with you. If you are a first-time visitor, the usher will have a welcome packet for you as you leave the sanctuary. Please take one. Please join us after service today in the social hall as we celebrate our wonderful volunteers and our second Theater Fun Day. Enjoy a Volunteer Appreciation Luncheon. Super Bowl style, very yummy. A special recognition of our volunteers and some special entertainment before leaving for the play at the Farmington Players Playhouse. For those leaving from the church, we will leave between 1.15 and 1.30 and the play starts at 2 p.m. You are invited and welcome to join in our critical conversations tomorrow night, Monday, February 12th at 7 p.m. until 8.30 p.m. on Zoom. As we seriously talk and listen to one another, these conversations help us to open our hearts and minds to greater awareness and understanding of our different life choices and experiences. And I will just say, from personal experience, having done this for a couple of years, it is a safe and loving place to explore all sorts of ideas and build relationships, so I highly recommend it. To join our conversation, click on the Zoom link that's on our website. The men's group will meet for breakfast on Saturday, February 17th at 10 a.m. at Leo's Coney Island at 12 Mile and Farmington Roads. 
All men are invited to come and enjoy breakfast and conversation. The ukulele group meeting is canceled. Please see Carl Schluter with any questions or for more details. Please renew your annual membership ASAP so you can vote in the annual meeting. We can update our church records, and Reverend Kelly can submit an accurate membership count to the Unity Worldwide Ministries for 2024. To renew or become a member, you can go to unityfh.com, click on About Us, and complete the membership form, and just click Submit. It takes about two minutes. Our annual meeting is next Sunday, February 18th at 11.30 a.m. in person and on Zoom. Please join us to vote on the annual budget and our new board nominees and to learn about the overall status of our church. You must renew your membership or become a new member to vote in the annual meeting. Eileen Lindbergh is our prayer chaplain today, and she will be available to pray with you after the service near the patio doors. All others are asked to exit immediately after the service to allow a quiet space for prayer. To stay abreast of all of our activities, upcoming events, please visit unityfh.com, check out our Facebook page, or read through the newsletter that's emailed every Friday. And now, as the music team sings Surely the Presence, let us prepare for meditation and our opening prayer. Welcome to our Appreciation Day, second uh, theater family, uh, theater fun day. Um, this is exciting for me because um, I know that we haven't gotten as far as we've gotten, even when I got here, because of me. It's been because of us, and especially those of you who volunteer to help. I just want, can we give, uh, want you guys to give yourself a hand, those of you who are volunteering, and us to give them a hand. Let's do that right now, please. I appreciate you all with all of my heart, mind, and soul, and um, I, uh, I just celebrate you all. And I also have another little celebration. We got a, some newlyweds, <laughs> Steve and Carol. <laughs> so as we spread our love, Lois thought of doing this around Valentine's Day, the Volunteer Appreciation Day. It's good to celebrate a new wedding, too. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> so let's go ahead and settle ourselves down. And um, with this feeling of love in our heart for the daily word, if you feel led to close your eyes to hear it, please feel free to do so. Otherwise, you can read along. Sunday. February 11th, 2024, strength. Today we affirm, centered in divine strength, 
I am confident and peaceful. And our message reads, If I find myself struggling to bear the weight of a heavy load, if I am wondering how much farther I can travel or how much longer I can carry on, I rely on my spiritual strength to keep me going. When I align my thoughts with the divine gift and not the weight I carry or the distance I travel, I am tapping into the, God, the power of God expressing as me. Through divine strength, I am renewed and refreshed. I have everything I need to stay the course. Knowing the presence of God comes to me through many channels. I may ask for help and accept it graciously when it comes. I give myself breaks and make time for prayer and my other spiritual practices. Through it all, I remain strong and grateful for God within me. And our Bible verse for today comes from Ephesians 6, verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his power. Let us pray. So with our eyes gently closed, let us take a deep cleansing breath. Center in your heart, right down in the center of your chest. We call this our heart center. Envision the color of green, a beautiful, bright color of green, right in the center of your chest. Pulsating with the beat of your heart. And with every pulse, radiating a deeper experience of love inside. Activating on a deeper level your awareness of that love in you. That love that is you. That love that radiates in and through you. And feel it getting bigger and bigger until the light completely encompasses your entire body. And you feel it going out into this room, mingling with the light from others who are in this room. Becoming stronger because it's radiating a sense of being on one accord. Activating that power, that presence, that activity that exists within you, which is the only power, presence, and activity active in you, in your world, and in the universe. Knowing that as it mingles with the light of those who are in here, it radiates so deeply a sense of oneness and harmony and love. making you feel so good because you know that you are never alone, that that God within you is the God within the world, and it will never leave you nor forsake you. Knowing it is the God in you, that power in you that we are acknowledging and, and affirming right now that is the source of all things you need right now. Knowing that because you trust and believe in that, you can release everything that concerns you. 
You can release every person, every situation that concerns you. Take your hands off of it and let God's love take it in. Embrace it and rectify, correct, align, heal, whatever needs to be done. It is done in that power of love. Knowing that the love that is radiating this sanctuary is expanding out past the walls of this church, out into the street of 13 Mile Road, and past that, out into the universe. Adding to the realignment of the consciousness in the United States and beyond. Knowing that that song, what the world needs now is love, sweet, long love. We already have that love. What the world needs now is for us to act like we know it and be the love that we are. And letting that knowing activate the fifth unity principle that we will live the truth that we know. And the truth that we know is that we are love and we are here to love even greater than to receive it because in the giving comes the receiving. Let's just sit in that knowing just for just a short little bit. Breathing in love and exhaling love. is completely relaxed in the presence of love. Your mind is completely free, only thinking on love. And your body is open and willing to be an expression of love. And we thank you, God, for your mighty gift of love that loves us no matter what, that has activated your love in us and allowed us to generate it in this place and outside of this place. We lift our prayer up, our meditative, grateful hearts up in the love and nature of the indwelling Christ. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so it is. I missed you. <laughs> Let's go ahead and affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. Say that two more times. I am an individualized expression of God. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, 
and perfect substance. And I amen your amen. <laughs> Let's go ahead and affirm our U of H growth affirmation, thanking God for the affirmation and for uh, the activation of it in our church. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuaries, and classrooms with seekers and teachers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Amen. <laughs> Just who I am because I need to know. 
Faith. Faith. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you. Can we give them another hand, please? I'm going to say this, even when I'm old and retired, that this is the baddest te music team in unity. Amen. Oh, my gosh. I know, right? They, they brought it, didn't they? Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Ooh-wee. Um, I am a... I think that was the sermon right there, or the talk, whatever. You... <laughs> I think that I did too. I felt it. Okay, <clears throat> let me get my composure back. I'm up here shaking because I do believe it is amazing when your tears of less than, your tears of feeling not good enough, your tears of feeling not worthy. Your tears are feeling like you don't even deserve to be here, so how can you take your life because nobody's going to care anyway? Are turned into, because you said it, God. You said I'm worthy. You said I, you, and I believe it, but it takes, you got to believe it. So my tears now are celebrating that I know I belong here on this earth, Nobody can do me better than me, and I'm going to let God help me do it. Amen? Amen? But I want you to affirm it for you. Nobody can do me better than me. Amen? Say it together. Nobody can do me better than me, and I'm going to let you show me how to do me, God. And I'm going to let you show me how to do me, God. Amen? Amen? That is some deep business when you get to that. When your tears change from grieving and hurt and sorrow and depression to the celebration and the worshiping of that one inside of you that made you and opened your eyes to let you see who you are. And then you walk in it with the authority that you are. And every single time you take a holy step, you know that holy step is the God of you doing that step. Amen. Amen. Oh, my God. Y'all going to see the black woman in me come out today. Woo! Oh my Lord, I'm I am just charged up. That war. This is how I fight my battle. Oh my Lord, and then the I believe. Woohoo! I know I feel like running all up and down the aisles. My soul is doing it for me. Okay, so let's rein this in a little bit. I wanna. Um, last week, I talked about Revelation chapter five. And we went into um, talking about the soul overcoming, the, a vision of the overcoming of the soul. Thank you, baby, because I forgot what it was. Nice to have your husband up there helping you. Um, but I want to do part two because especially in Black History Month, this matters more deeply than ever. The part I want to look at even more deeply is the role that the lamb played 
Not it just being a slaughtered lamb, because we read this and it said it was a slaughtered lamb that was standing in Revelation chapter 5, verse 8 through 10 is what we're going to talk about. But we were in verse uh, chapter 5, and in chapter 5, John, who has received this revelation from Jesus, and I believe Jesus is the greatest angel ever committed. Because angels come for to be messengers of the Lord, and Jesus is the greatest messenger ever created. Not only did Jesus create creation, Jesus came down to show creation how to be what they were created to be. Amen? Amen. And then did not consider it robbery to come out of the spirit world, down into the physical world, become an expression of the spirit in the physical, and show us how to have that relationship with God that Adam had and Eve had at first until they got so caught up in the world they forgot who they were and whose they were. Don't, be, don't get it twisted. You ain't your own person. You are God's. You are God's gift to this world. Given to be a gift to this world as you be a present to God. God's presence becomes a present to the world. We are used by God if we are willing. If we are willing. And in that willingness, we become stronger and stronger. February is the month of strength. And strength, which is represented by Peter, I mean, uh, uh, Andrew, is, is representing the lower back. So we're having that pain in your lower back. Somewhere you're not feeling strong enough. He can say, he's not bothering me. Mark, just letting you know, he doesn't bother me. So he can be as loud as he want to be because the babies are our future. He's giving, me my, he's giving me his amen. So you can stay. You can stay. It doesn't bother me. I'm just letting you know. And if it bothers anybody else, that's too bad, because I'm the minister, and I'm the one in here talking. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So as I was saying, now this is beautiful because, let me tell you why this is beautiful, to have this baby speaking. Because, I forgot what I was saying. Hmm? The lamb, right. The lamb and the baby, right. This is why it's important. I'm listening at the same time that I'm trying to speak, so I just need to stop, quiet myself down, hear God, and go from there, because that was just confirmation. The lamb stood, was standing there as if it was slaughtered. Now, John had gotten this vision of heaven, right? This is a continuation of Revelation 4, right after he had written those, che those checks, written those letters. Oh, I guess y'all got to make sure you write your checks. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Written those letters to the churches, the seven churches of Asia Minor, which were under John. And they were the early Christians. And he wrote those checks, in those letters in Revelation. And after he wrote those letters to those churches, he went automatically into a deeper level of spirit. Now, he's already in spirit. There's levels that you can go into. And when he gets deeper, he starts experiencing heaven. It says that he saw an open door to heaven. Now, I'm telling you guys, that open door to heaven is an open invitation that you can go in and have your time with God any time. You could be doing it right now with your hearts open. We open ourselves heart and love for a reason. We open ourselves up in love because love is that oneness with God that opens you up with everybody else. 
that opens your eyes and ears to hear the hearts of everyone else. And you cannot be the presence of God unless you are open to hear and be one with and be aligned with the hearts and the minds of everyone else. Now, you don't have to know what a person's thinking in your human, but your spirit does because your spirit is one with it because it's wanting the same, their spirit is wanting the same thing as your spirit and that's oneness and the expression of oneness and love. Amen? Amen. I mentioned last week that we are having Black History Month for a reason. And then we have Hispanic Month, we have, uh, uh, we recognize, have a recognition of uh, LGBTQ, I'm saying, I apologize that I'm saying it wrong, Women's Month, um, all of these months, we're doing this for a reason. And that is because we have not been acting as a people. And it's not just in the United States. We have not been acting as a people at the way we were created to act. The Jewish people were called the chosen people because they were supposed to be the examples of how to live in relationship with God, with, each, with themselves, with God, and everyone else, and then be that example for everyone else to follow. But they weren't doing it. So Jesus came down to open it up and be a deeper expression of it so that it would expand past the Jewish people into what they considered the Gentiles. That would be those of us who are not Jewish, of Jewish descent. We are the Gentiles. But literally, we are all one expression of God in different ways. Some of us are acting as if we aren't still in this world. Back then, they were. And they were crucifying, they were persecuting, and they were killing off the early Christians. And Jesus came with this revelation to give them an encouragement, to give them some strength, to tell them that no matter what your body goes through, if you stay committed to me, you will be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Follow my example, because I was the greatest one up there strung up for everybody to be an example for everybody, and I still blessed everybody. And I overcame the physical holding on to this world so greatly that I told my spirit, leave my body, and in three days you will come back. We are meant to have that type of command over our bodies. We are meant to have that type of command over our minds. We are meant to have that type of command over our emotions. When you get emotionally connected and attached to something so deeply that when it's taken away, it crushes you, you got to resurrect from that. Amen. If you want to have a life that is fuller and more free, and you got to be that expression no matter what. It has been forgotten. And in this month, which is the month of February, of, I mean love, in February. I celebrate that in this church, we live as if we are one people. We live as if we are one race, human race. You guys volunteer together no matter what your race, no matter what your sexual relationship or orientation or whatever. You guys, we all come together in this space of oneness and utopia and love together. And then embracing everyone else to come into the fold. This right here is what the, what the world's supposed to be like. And then when we have our little conflicts, And then when we have our little conflicts, we find our way to resolve them so that we can get back on one accord. Amen? Amen. 
Now, that's just part of life because life keeps life and life and even when you're in the presence of God. Amen. Because you still got the human form and you still got the human conditions and you still got the human trials and tribulations that go on inside of you and go on as you interact with other people because your differences con co contract and conflict with other differences. And what you learn is how to see the differences, love the differences, and walk together in harmony in those differences. Amen? Amen. Now, what Jesus did, which is why he's the slaughtered lamb, but he also came from the lion. The lion was the top of the kingdom, but out of the top of the kingdom came this lamb, which is the most innocent part of you. And the most innocent part of you is the most powerful part of you. The most innocent part of you is the presence of God. There's nothing that God has done wrong, ever. And when we can see ourselves through those eyes again, when we can go through every emotion and, and, and purify that emotion, we, we can look through every shortcoming that we experience and purify that shortcoming. When we can look at everything that we think someone else did to us because it's how we're thinking about it, because all what happened is what happened. How we think about it is what causes it to be an issue for us. When we can take that issue and we sit with that issue and we work with that issue and we let God do the purifying in our mind, all we got to do is make the promise that I want to change that issue into a presence of innocence, into a presence of love, into a presence of being childlike again. Amen. Then we take care of that. We let go of the childish things. And there are a lot of us human beings who are adults who still are acting childish. <laughs> when you're holding on to a grudge, you're acting childish. When you can't let go of something, you're acting childish. When you're caught up in it, you're acting childish. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that we're caught up in looking at it in an immature way. And we're here to raise that up to a higher vibration. When we do, we become childlike. We have a heart of a child, which is always open, always loving, and always willing to follow. That's what that slaughtered lamb looks like. Taking all the tainted parts of ourselves that we have stepped into and beat ourselves up with unintentionally or intentionally. I used to do it purposely. I used to do it purposely. Whenever I made a mistake, if nobody caught it, I would beat myself up about it. I, I just tortured myself so badly. I feel so bad. And I tell people about it. And I thought I was telling folks who could beat me up more. Most of the time, they were trying to show me how I wasn't as bad. And I'd let them go. I don't want to talk to you. And I'd go to the person who would make me feel bad. Because in those moments I felt, my father told us that when you, make, when you um, do bad, you, you deserve a punishment. Well, I took that literally. But you don't deserve a punishment. You may deserve consequences for it, but you don't deserve to live with it for the rest of your life. When you get the lesson, you can let it go. That lamb... That slaughtered lamb is all those areas of yourself that have been spiritually crucified and crossed out. It's a spiritual surgery, amputation, purification. And you stand in your truth as the innocence that you are. You will walk away with scars, but the scars are your lessons. Amen. The scars are what you stand on to be a more powerful expression. And this is the beautiful thing. When we're looking at this, it said that 
In verse 8, this is deep for me because I've been working through this all this week. And when he took the scroll, now this is the thing. That scroll. Every time there was a scroll, there was a prophecy in it in the Old Testament. That scroll is a prophecy on how the earth is going to change. That scroll has all in it, all that all the, for us to look forward to and, and that we will experience the difficult times and the blessed times and how we can be the presence of God through it. That's what it is traditionally. Spiritually, that scroll represents the law of God. Personally, that scroll represents your personality. That scroll represents your story. That scroll represents what you are here to do. That scroll represents all the things that we are meant to purify and cleanse away to step into a stronger expression of that. That's what that scroll represents. The lamb coming up who has already let go and become willing and is reaching to get it is putting that before anything else in your life. Anything else. And the reason we do that is because that's the only way you can be the most powerful you for you and the rest of the world. It's to let go of what you think you were created to be, what you think, what other people have told you you are, and then grab on, go re be willing to grab that scroll of who you are. And when you're willing to grab it, he's willing to grab it. In the next chapter, we see the seals broken. The seals represent those blocks in our consciousness from being that true expression. And these blocks were not there when you were born. These blocks were created in us because we accepted those things that were told about us that are not godly. And each one of them is connected to those seven letters that were written to those seven churches. Now you get it on one level, but just like the layers of an onion, you're going to keep digging deeper and keep digging deeper. That's why it's the, the uh, kingdom of the heavens with an S at the end. Because every single time you get a deeper aha, you go deeper into the expression of the kingdom of heaven. And every time you get a deeper aha, you go deeper into who you are. It says here that once the, uh, and he took the scroll, and when he took the scroll, the four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they held gold bowls filled with the incense, which were, are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song. Amen. The living word, I mean the living creatures, like we said, are the four aspects of our awareness. It's your physical body. That's the lion. Because back then, they divided animals into four categories. It was the lions, it was the, uh, the beasts, rather, it was the domesticated animals, it was the human beings, and it was the eagles. That in us represents your human body. That's the lion that Jesus came from, that the, that the Messiah came from. It represents the oxen, which is the domesticated animal. That domesticated animal represents your emotional side. Represents the human being. The human being represents your intellectual side. Represents the flying eagle. It says flying eagle when you read it in chapter 4. The flying eagle represents your spiritual intuitive side. When you're hearing the still, small voice speaking, you're being that eagle. Does that make sense, everybody? It's bowing down. 
When you look at that on a deeper level, it represents all of creation in this human realm. All the elements, all of creation. All of you bowing down before the God in you. But it's deeper. It's bowing down. before the Christ experience in you that has just let go of the human world and is willing to step into, okay, I might end up cutting these bangs because they're getting in my way. End up, they stop you from, I know, I keep having my squirrel moments. And I keep thinking, I'm saying that out loud, will you shut up? Because you can't remember now what you just said. When you let go of what it is that was holding you back, You need something to take that space to bring you forward. You need to be reaching for that thing to bring you forward. Your spirit is what reaches for that thing to bring you forward because your spirit is the only way to tell you where to go to reach for that thing to bring you forward. When you look into that spirit that's leading you forward, it is the Lamb of God, which is the Christ in you that has overcame, has done the process inside of you. You gave it permission to do it, but you can't do what you created in your human realm because all you do is keep creating limitation. You got to turn it over to the one that created you and let say, not my will, but thy will be done. Amen. When you do that, your heart opens up to sing. The elders represent the people, the God's people. They represented the 12 tribes and the 12 disciples coming together. Spiritually, Charles Fillmore says, it represents your 12 spiritual faculties that have been spiritualized to a higher level. So now you got all this force behind you about to double dutch, and you don't know how to double dutch. You're going to get in there and get tripped up. You got to watch the example Jesus that showed you how to double dutch. Then you can get in there and do your little thing. Jump, do the cross, whatever you want to do. And you double dutch and you don't miss a beat. But you got to let God show you first. And the best way that God shows us is through the greatest angel ever created. And that's through Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now that's the first thing. Jesus, uh, that first song. That Now I told you when um, this is called... The seven scenes in heaven. Now, when we get to five through ten, which I read, well, I'm going to read this, the song. The song in it says, You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. For you were slaughtered and your blood has ransomed, was, has ransomed people for God. From every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God. And they will reign on the earth. Now, when we look at this, to sing means to praise and give thanksgiving to God. But it ain't for God's sake that you're doing it. It's to keep your vibration high so you can get yourself ready to do the next thing that's in your place to do. The worshiping that we do represents bringing ourselves in alignment with God, bowing down in alignment with God. Now, last week we said, or the week before last, Eric Butterworth said that the best way to worship God is to walk in right relationship and in right order according to God. So when you're worshiping God, you're bowing down to God 
Letting God take over you and use you to walk in right relation in the rest of your life. So your mind is right with God, your heart is right with God, and your body becomes right with God. You activate that fifth unity principle of living the truth that you know. Don't we need that in this world today? And I don't mean the false, rinky-dink truth that can change, that folks are superior and folks are this and folks are that. I mean the truth that we're created to be. Don't we need that? Don't we need to take that slaughtered lamb and be an example of the truth that we are? To release those parts that are blocking us from, oh, they think they this and they think that. And then on the other side, well, they thought they was this and they treated us that. No, we both come on one accord and show only love and be only the expression of love. That's what we're created to do. And when you do that, I promise you inside of you will be singing and you can't help it but do it with your mouth. The other part of worship is that it aligns you so deeply that you can't hold yourself back. You can't hold yourself back because now that you've aligned yourself, spirit takes over and you just walk wherever it goes. But you gave God permission now. God will not do it unless you give God permission because we have the greatest gift and that is our free will. Do you choose to give your will to God? Can you open up your hand and take the scroll and say, not my will, but thy will be done and pull it in? Okay, why don't y'all do it then? Open up your hand, take the scroll, pull it in and say, my, my will but thy will be done. And receive, thank you. And, and receive it as if it is your own because I promise you it is. And you have your own way that you're supposed to be singing your song. Being the expression of God's love and light. Being a powerful expression of oneness. And I promise you, if you keep doing it no matter what, no matter how long it takes, it will change the person. It will change the situation. Even if it means this person has to leave you first before they change, that don't matter. God's still working. Amen. The other song that was sang, this song is the first part, was for the creatures and the elders. So that's those, for the elements in you, and then the God, God's people represent God, the thoughts in you that are thinking on God, that are activating and realizing and wanting to be a relationship with God. And that want to heal those parts of yourself that are hurting. All of us have parts that are hurting. It doesn't mean you got to let go of something that you love. It just means you can let go of the hurting part of it. Because the beauty of it is that it is there. It was there. Like if my mother, my father, my sister, missing them, now I celebrate them. Because God used them to love me deeply and used me to love them deeply. Now that's what I celebrate. And I have my moments where I say, I'm missing y'all a lot, and I let my body cry. But I don't dwell there. Because now I got to show the world what my mama showed me. Now I got to show the world what my sister showed me. Now I got to be the motherly and sisterly energy that they gave me so that I can be that expression to the world. Amen? Amen. When Jesus, when Lazarus died, Jesus, Jesus wept, but Jesus knew something greater. Jesus knew that Lazarus was going to rise again. But Jesus knew something even greater than that. Jesus knew that he would rise again, and then when he rose again, there will be never be another rising again because that's the only time you rise when you're resurrected. You will not die again because you've let it go permanently in your life, and you become a permanent expression of God. And once you are, nothing can stop you from being there. Let me ask you a question. Have you healed some part of you that you will never return to again? Let me just ask you. Have you? Then you've just resurrected. Amen? Are you ready to heal other parts of you that will never need to be healed again? Amen? 
Now you're ready for resurrection. So you're reaching out for that scroll so you can step into it. Amen? Amen. So that's the praising of your human side, and that's the praising of your thoughts of God, and that's the song. The other one, going down to Revelation chapter, uh, chapter 5, verse 10 and 11. Woo, I'm feeling you, God. This is called the song of the angels. Then I looked. This is John. Remember, John represents love. Love is oneness. You can see everything in a panoramic view when you got the eyes of God. I'm just promising you that. It says, Then I looked again, and I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels around the throne, and the living beings, and the elders, and they sang in a mighty chorus, Worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth, really under the earth too, and in the sea, they sang blessing and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and the lamb forever and ever. Now, Jesus told that last church, Lacedia, that if you overcome, you will be on the throne with me. And just as, as I overcome, I'm on the throne with the Lord. And we just said that what it meant was when you overcome, you're going to be right there with God, right? I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready to get there with God. And I know I don't got to die to do it. I don't got to transition from this physical world to do it. I'm ready to live there, and I'm ready to live there longer and longer and longer and longer every time I get there. Amen? Amen. And it just means that every single time something comes up, I got to deal with it. If you push it down, it gets stronger and it causes another. Marking that seal would be hard to break. But if you work it out right now, just work it out right now, even when it hurts so deep like you feel like you can't do it. I promise you I've had those moments where I felt I couldn't deal with it because it hurt so deep. I have been offended. I have been violated. My body has been violated. That hurt me deeply. It was hard to overcome it. It didn't happen just once. It happened three times. And whatever you're thinking, yes. Yes. Say amen. amen. I felt like I could not overcome it. And it contributed to some of the reason why I felt like I did not deserve to be here anymore because I thought it was my fault. It was not my fault. I had to overcome that part first. And then when I overcame that part, I had to step into accepting that I was worthy of being treated with respect and my body being treated with respect and my N.O. being treated with respect. I had to go into that. And then I had to go into re- really realizing I'm worthy. And that if I keep holding on to the unforgiveness and hurt of it, it's hurting me. That was not easy. But I'm here standing as the slaughtered lamb standing because I purified that part of myself and stepped back into my innocence. And that is what we are all here to do. Now, that's one of my, that's one, that's many examples I have, but that's one of my many examples. And it compounded each other when it happened the third time. It really, really shook me. I mean, it really shook me. I really felt, is this the third time, so I'm really not worth it? I'm really not worth it? This is evidence that I'm not worth crap. And I didn't use the crap word, I used the bad word. 
I'm driving, finding something to drive into. I get a call from my daddy. What you doing? I'm driving. He heard me crying. I tried to act like I wasn't crying. Hey, why don't you come over here? That was my physical daddy calling, but it was the father above that made him call me. Amen? And when I did that, when I thought, but I still had choice. And I was asking, show me what to do. Show me what to do. I don't, I don't feel worthy. Show me what to do. And my father called me because my, physical, my spiritual father told me, you are worthy. Go talk to your daddy that I gave you who will let you know that you are worthy. And I stayed there. And out of that conversation, I ended up going into therapy. That was one la- another layer. And that was a deep one because it was layer after layer after layer after layer. We got to do that in this world. Amen. We are a wounded people in this world. And I'm committing opportunities. I'm, I'm creating opportunities for us together to come as an example to each other. So that as we leave our conversations, we can go out and be the expression to the world. I can't do anything but present the forum. And I promise you, I will always find a way to present the forum because that's my lot in life. That's what I'm here to do. My challenge to you all is to step in your crucifixion moments, cross-out moments. And we're about to go into Easter, y'all. Next week starts. Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. We're about to go into the Lenten season where we'll be crossing out parts of our consciousness. And it's in Black History Month, which is this symbolism on how we can work together and become one race, not all these different superior, inferior but come together. But you got to fix the inferior, superior your mind first. And when you do, you begin, you begin to worship and celebrate it. And once you worship and celebrate it, not just the parts of you, but the angels come together. That's the song of the angels. The last song, and then we're going to close this out, y'all. God, you some sweet business, I'm telling you. Ain't God some sweet business, y'all? I say broken language to get y'all attention. But it got some sweet business. This last part, which is verses uh, that I, I already read, verse 11 and 12, that scene, that's the sixth scene in heaven, it represents the song of the angels where the thousands and thousands, some of them say tens of thousands. Ten means completion. This last part in verse, uh, I'll read 13 and 14. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and, un- and in the sea. This is the song of the universe. They sang blessing and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and the lamb forever and ever. And the four living beings said, amen. Amen means let it be so, so it is, and it is done. That's what amen means. It's a Hebrew word for all of that. And you can find it in all the different languages. It's amen. That's how universal it is. That when you pray something and you say amen, you smack that little seal on it. It says you can't break this because this is the truth and nothing can stay. And nothing but the truth. So help me what? God. Okay, I'm going to say it again. So this is the truth and nothing but the truth. So help me? God. Yes. And then it says, and the 24 elders fell down and worshiped the lamb. 
Jesus is our greatest example of how to love one another, as Jesus said, how to love one another as I have loved you. I could be no, no more happy or thrilled. I can't, there's no greater joy than to be your minister at this church, to come into this church and see you embracing each other so deeply. You're looking at each other's colors and skins and enjoying what you look like and your unique expressions of God. And when you say, I am an individualized expression of God, I believe that you believe it. I believe that you're saying that from the bottom of your hearts. I believe it, that you say that and you share that and you show that to each other. And I believe that you are ambassadors, that you take that and show that out in the world. And what I'm charging and infusing and empowering us all to do is do that when it comes to being an ally. Coming from a heart of going past that. Michael, I love it when you said change it from being an ally to an accomplice. I'm thinking it means to just really get in there and help shift. That's what I, was I right when I thought that? Okay, because I don't want to say it wrong and I'm up here saying it wrong. We need to let our actions speak louder than our words. Your actions will become the greatest worship to God ever. Your words that come out of your mouth, when, they, when they've sealed up, signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours, in a, I'm a, in, a, in a love expression, it will shift anything. I'm going to ask the music team to come on up so that we can just do a brief prayer. I want you all to be in place so you can do it with me, with us. This can be heavy business. It can be. But don't you know the greatest, the greatest pains that we can have are the growing pains? Because they grow you out of. And they grow you into. And they elevate you. And they strengthen you. Some people say, well, it doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. But it depends on the person. Others may say that when you know better, you do better. But it depends on the person. I have a feeling that all of us in here you all included. Believe that when you know better, you're going to choose to do better. Amen? Amen. Believe that 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 doesn't kill you, you're going to let it make you stronger. Amen? Amen? There are still some of us who are hurting in this world who are not being treated the way we are entitled to be treated. And not just in the United States, all over the world. And even the ones who are supposed to be the chosen are acting superior too now. Even the ones who are privileged are walking in their privilege and using it against those who they feel are not. Because they don't see that we're all privileged in the eyes and in the love and in the unity and in the creation of the one true God. I want us to close our eyes. I want you to put your hand over your heart, please. I want you to revisit that love you felt when we did our meditation this morning. And I want you to say, thank you, God, for the love that I am. Together, thank you, God, for the love that I am. Show me how to use this love. Together, show me how to lose use this love. Show me how to be this love. Together, show me how to be this love. Show me how to receive this love. Together, show me how to receive this love. And show me how to express it. And show me how Like I've never expressed it before. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. 
And so it is. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I'm strong Yeah, the pace I keep putting on Says I ain't tired But these tear-stained eyes ain't lying Cause hard Nobody told me life could be so hard A weary soul with a worn-out heart That's barely beating But every time I get that feeling
I don't know about y'all, but I'm hyped today. <laughs> I am hyped today. Oh, and I wanted to tell you all, um, Kai's baby, Kai is one of our members who's um, been here, her, little, her girls have grown up here. Her baby, they, they watch the, um, the Sunday services, and they said uh, their little boy who just turned one, he loves to hear y'all sing. He's just in front of the TV looking at y'all singing. So I just wanted to share. So let's give them another hand. And as we go into, let's gently close our eyes and go into a feeling of knowing how strong you are, knowing how blessed you are, knowing how prosperous you are, knowing how abundant God's presence is in you. And bring to mind what you feel led to give for a love offering for today's service. And take a deep breath and breathe into it. Knowing that if it's challenging you, then it's from God. And let's go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I am, all that I have, and all that I receive, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And I'm going to do the uh, offering celebration part. We're celebrating the fact that we can give. Amen? Amen. Okay, y'all, now we're going to do that again. We're celebrating that we can... Ce- oh, I forgot what I was saying. What did I say? We're celebrating what? <laughs> Thank you. We're celebrating that we can give. Amen. Thank you. I'm going to say my part, then I'll have you say your part. Let me say my part first. Thank you, God, for these gifts of love coming from hearts of love to bless this ministry of love. Okay, repeat after me. Thank you, God, for your ever-increasing, unceasing flow of absolute good into our lives now. Thank you, God. Amen. Let's stand up so we can do our prayer for protection, and then we're going to sing our peace song. Woo! All righty. So as we say this this, uh, prayer for protection, and then when we sing the peace song too, let us know that let's sing it from that vibration of love that is one with the world. Don't use your human voice. Use your spirit voice. Amen? Amen? Together, the light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well.
Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.